Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Growing up in Tully Allen County Loud, there was no soccer team for girls, but despite lack of playing opportunities, my next guest's passion for the beautiful game did not wane. She made do with Gaelic football and luckily one weekend, a life-changing opportunity to train a team came about. She soon found herself taking a coaching course run by the FAI and although she was the only female there and the youngest by far at age just 14, she completed the course and began coaching the underage boys at Albion Rovers. The more coaching she did, the more she realised she wanted to make a career from it. Despite teachers at school saying she could never make a career as a woman out of coaching football, she excelled and went on to become a development officer with the FAI. And in 2015, she completed her UEFA A licence. So in terms of pure coaching, that licence is the highest level. Laura Cusack from Tully Allen is with me for much needed Monday motivation. You are so welcome, Laura. How are you doing? Hi Sinead, I'm good thanks, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. So tell me about growing up first of all, Did you? were you always one of these kids that had a ball in their hand? Uh, yeah I suppose a little bit. Um, I grew up with, with three brothers and then my little sister came along when I was 12 so I suppose that probably had a little bit of something to do with it as well. Um, that you saw, I suppose we went outside and were playing football an awful lot. So, um, But as you said there was no soccer team for girls in Tully Allen. Um, so I didn't really have the opportunity to play with a team, even though like, we play outside and, and all the rest, but, um, and played with Glenn Emmett then with, with the Gaelic uh, growing up, and later then Nave Martin as well. So, yeah, just, just the opportunity wasn't there, but I love football, I love watching football. I would have gone to all the Draw the United games with my dad and brothers, and um, I suppose watched, you know, Ireland and Liverpool as well, any time they were on the telly as well, so... Just probably got it from my dad, really, the passion for it, because he, he was a big uh, football fan and just loved the game, and you could see the passion he had for the game, and probably just rubbed off on me a bit, and uh, I really, really loved football more so than any other sport. Um, and as you said, then the opportunity kind of came up when I was 14. Dad was going to the... He was kind of helping out with teams and uh, that my little brothers were playing on. Mm. So he was going to do a coaching course at the FEI, and I said, well, like, can I do that then as well? And... Uh, he checked it out and I was able to do it, lucky enough. So that was kind of, I suppose, the start of the coaching and the start of uh, something special for myself, I suppose. Yeah, something very special. So take take me back then to when you were doing this course. You know, you were only, first of all, aged just 14. You're taking on this coaching course. You're the only girl in the room. It's all sort of men taking part in this. They're a lot older than you. That yeah. must have been daunting. Or did you experience any sort of nervousness around that at the time? Uh, yeah, no, I do remember being nervous, definitely. Um, I remember even, I think it was, I don't know, it was a Saturday and Sunday, I can't even remember which days it was on, but 
in the day we were given a topic so it would have been something simple maybe a pass and drill or something like that mm. I need to kind of plan it for the next day so I just remember that night writing it out like load time planning it trying to think of the best way I could do it and I suppose I took it very seriously you know and even though it was only probably maybe 10 minutes of coaching like when I look back you know it's, it's funny that you know I, but I was really determined to do a good job of it and I, and I suppose I was nervous so I was trying to prepare and plan as best I could so that it would go well but um like the other people on the course I suppose the next oldest to me would have been maybe I don't know was he about maybe 19 and then the rest of them were mostly 30 plus mm. anyway you know um so, but they were all brilliant as well, in fairness. You know, they were all really encouraging. And, you know, and I wanted to do a good job because I knew I didn't want to be just told, oh, well done because you're a girl. You know, I wanted yeah. to do a good job of it, you know. So, um, I, yeah, I definitely was nervous. There was no doubt about that when I was doing the coaching. But I, I remember enjoying the course as well, like just thinking this is brilliant. I love, love this. You know, it was kind of yeah. a nice football environment. I was thinking, that, yeah, I'm really enjoying this. And uh, I think Sean McCaffrey could have, uh, would have seen that as well, that I was enjoying it. That I was really into it and you know it was, it was so encouraging to get involved and I remember him even at the end of the course making a big deal out of you know me doing mm. it he was saying like you know it's 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 um huge credit to Laura for for doing this course and uh hoping she'll go on and get involved and all that like but not only did he give encouragement that weekend when I did get involved with Albion um you know and, and Liam Callan would have helped there as well um he would have checked in with me would have you know kept in touch he would have been the under 17 Ireland uh manager of the yeah. boys at the time as well and um but he would have kept in touch he would have you know uh you know checked in asked how it was getting on and you know he, he was just a special person who kind of had a, a great way with people you know a great way of motivating people and a great way of uh trying to get the best out of people which mm. you know I just I'll never forget all, all he did for me you know now not everybody in your life was as encouraging as him because I'm going to take you back to leave and search year and mm. a teacher of yours uh, so tell me the story because you know they, you have that moment I suppose in leave and search where they say okay what are you going to actually do when you grow up and they want a yeah. serious answer and what did you say at this point? Yeah I remember the teacher saying um, is there any careers that are really a little bit out there that people would like to do and I remember another girl in the class put her hand up and she said I'd like to be a singer and the teacher said can you sing and she goes no and she goes well then maybe you should reconsider that you know and she was kind of was having a bit of a joke and laugh and you know in fairness to the teacher she was only trying to you know I think um, trying to set people on the right road you know, okay. to get the best of people in a way but probably didn't really know me properly because um, I put up my hand and I said I want to be a football coach and she goes well do you know any other female football coaches and I said no and she said, uh, I said, I know lots of male ones. And she said, yeah, but you know any female ones? And I said, no. Uh, but that doesn't mean I can't do it. And she said, well, it's going to be hard. You know, I don't think, I think you should really reassess your options there and think of something else. And I remember just the stubborn streak of me going, well, I'll show you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little bit of tickless and stubbornness there has, along the way. But uh, it kind of transpired then that because I was involved, say, the Candy Cup squads at the draw the league and... Um, Packy Bonner would have been the technical director of the FAI at the time. And just, I suppose, timing and everything, you know, had a lot to do with it. Um, Packy Bonner would have actually been travelling around the country with, with the FAI, um, just presenting um, the, the technical, the four-year technical development plan of the FAI to the different leagues around the county to make them aware of what they were trying to do. And um, I remember I was invited to go up to the Vine Valley Hotel for this as part of the league. And um, so Packy Bonner presented... Um, just saying that the plan for the FAI over the next four years, that in four years' time, the FAI were going to have a development officer 
the aim was to have a development officer in every county, co-funded by the county council. And um, so there'll be a number of jobs obviously coming up in four years' time. So I was thinking, well, I'm doing my leaving cert. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of torn between, you know, trying to go the route of football coaching and making it hard on myself or, you know, I was thinking of, of, of other maybe, you know, different Ste- things. Steadier things, yes. I yeah, know. sort of languages, I was thinking yeah. do something with that or um, journalism maybe or something along those lines. But then when I seen this was the plan for the FAI in four years' time, I was thinking, well, if I do something like sports science, Four year time, I'll be coming out uh, of college and then I'll get the job. <laughs> and I was yeah. thinking, but I also knew I'd have to do a bit more, like build up my experience, mm. do a lot of coaching in my spare time, which I did. You know, I remember when I, I did, I went and did sports and exercise science in University of Limerick then. Um, and I remember like my week, my weekends were kind of something like this. I'd come back every weekend, I'd go to, uh, I'd nearly go straight to Albion on a Friday night. I suppose I started up. Uh, girls teams and then a lady team as well with Albion Rovers um, so I'd coach the girls for the first hour then we'd train ourselves the women's after that and then on a Saturday I'd work in a shop and then on a Sunday then play or have a match in the morning then Sunday afternoon match myself uh, so coach in the morning match myself play and then back to Limerick so oh my god I was kind of that was I'm exhausted listening to that. <laughs> and and did you like I mean where do you get this absolute blind determination because I mean if a teacher had said that to me at the time right uh, listen you know maybe go this route uh, like I would have been really knocked my confidence would have been knocked I would have found it very hard to pick myself back up where do you get this real determination from I don't know to be honest with you um, I kind of I just I suppose if I set my fight on something I, I find a way to do it like the way I look at it is if, if you really want to do something you have to work hard and, and then you, it might be possible you know what I mean I'm sure you find yourself in this situation all the time as a coach your team is not performing to their best you know maybe they're uh, they're in the middle of a match and things aren't looking good they could be doing better what would you say to them to motivate them are you like very angry or are you passionate in your approach or how do you how do you approach it <laughs> well it's funny because people say I have this look about me but uh, which, which has served me well as I change career and become a teacher as well now mm. a little bit but you know um, yeah I suppose I have, I have that look where I'm kind of in a way I suppose like like I'm saying I put in hard work if I'm putting in hard work, I expect kind of the, the team to be putting in hard work as well. Um, team are, are trying their best and it's not happening for them. There's no way I'm going to be angry with yeah. them because what's the point? It's kind of like one of those things where some days it's not going to go your way and so you're going to have bad days. Like we were down in, in Limerick there a few weeks ago with the under-13 um, Kildaren District underage league team and the girls were absolutely brilliant. They played lovely football. I suppose with, with a team that age group, um, it's all about development. Now the results didn't go their way for a good few games, but they come off the pitch. I never give out to them, and maybe they were waiting for me to give out to them. But I said to them, "You're, you're doing your very best. You're playing lovely football. It'll come good for you." You know. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've been lucky enough to work with teams at a high level, like the Ireland team, the Ireland under seventeen girls. I worked with them for seven, eight, eight years, and. In fairness to those girls, they always overachieved. Tell me about you know what you what you've learned about yourself. I suppose you know over the the last while. I mean, what do you think now are the key ingredients to living a happy and fulfilled life? Um, well, I suppose like even though I'm talking about being so busy and everything, balance is probably the key. And I found sometimes when I was working with the FBI, I was doing too much and. Um, 
sometimes things can get on top of you then you're, you're just doing so much but uh, trying to find a balance so if you are working hard to try and find that time out and to you know just to to do something for yourself and you know enjoy yourself or meet up with friends or whatever it may be but you know to I, I like I said I, I suppose I feel that if you if you give your best to something whatever it is um, then I think that's all, all you can give you know what I mean you can never give any more than your best yeah. well. so yeah. I just always felt anything I, I want to do or anything I try to do I, I give 100% and then you can be happy with yourself you know and that kind of that gives you the confidence to go and try anything, I suppose, because you're saying, well, I can I can only do my best. So go and give it a go. Like, I mean, T.G. Carter rang me, you know, um, a month or so ago uh, before that and they uh, asked me would I commentate on the Women's World Cup in Irish, obviously. And mm. I'm thinking, oh, here, what? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, obviously, I, I'm good at Irish, but I, I, don't, I don't know if I was fluent. I was thinking I'm going to have to put a lot of work in to make sure I'm up to the standard of going on for the TV and, and doing it. But I just kind of said, yeah, I'll do it, got off the phone and then panicked and then <laughs> kind of said, well, I'll find a way to do it, you know, because it's a great opportunity for me to be involved in a, in a, a Women's World Cup and, you know, it's such a big one. All all the games on TG Carter and RTE is it's massive because it gives young girls the chance to see females. Like mm. like I said, there was no females when I was, uh, female coaches that I knew of. I didn't know any at all. You know, I just think it's a brilliant opportunity to be involved in something so positive. So I said yeah, and then I kind of figured out a way of doing it, I suppose, because I went into the local Grail school now and uh, just volunteered. And then if there was any subbing going, I'd do that and found my Irish improved. The Irish came back to you. And yeah. Do so you know, it's 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 coming full circle now in terms of the interview because, and, and yourself, because I can just imagine, you know, you going back to that state as the 14-year-old on the co- on the course, you know, wanting to do her very best and putting yeah. in all the hours and everything else. And no doubt that's what you've done for this. Well, it's just been an absolute pleasure to have you on the programme, Laura. It really has. You've truly been an inspiration to myself and no doubt the listeners. I wish you the very, very best in whatever uh, life uh, throws at you in the future. But thank you so much for being our Monday Motivation today. Thanks very much, Sinead. All the best. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.